<laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, it gets extremely dry. Anyway, um, this morning, the Lord has laid it on my heart to begin a new series. For a while now, the Lord has been ministering to my heart. Something I know I need to do. If I plan on fulfilling my ministry and doing the works of Jesus, which I so want to do. Friends, I want to be used by God in these last days to reach the lost for Jesus Christ. I want to be used by God in these last days to do the miraculous. And I am convinced that what the Lord has directed me to teach on is one of the major keys to getting myself spiritually primed and ready and positioned to fulfill my destiny and to do the works of the Lord. Amen. And I'm convinced the same thing holds true for each one of you. And I want to say something here. This particular topic, as you're going to see in just a moment, isn't something that's new to us. I've actually taught on this before. But how many know that when uh, something is taught, it's not always caught? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when uh, a, a minister's up here preaching, such as myself, that you can hear something and it gets in you. You hear it. It gets in you. And what happens a lot of times when you get a revelation? You stop and you begin to think on that revelation. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with this. Don't get me wrong. But then there's a lot of times that the minister keeps on preaching, but you're still thinking about what he said over here. And, and, and that's, like I said, that's not anything wrong. But the point I'm trying to make is, is there's many times when something is taught that you don't get all the revelation there is to get from it. Plus, there's a lot of times that when we are uh, in a service that people are hearing the word, but then they don't do the word. Do you hear what I'm saying? And, and, and the bottom line to the whole thing is this. How many believe the Holy Spirit knows exactly what we need to be hearing and receiving revelation on in order to take this church and take our lives to a higher place, to that higher level? And the Lord has been ministering to me on this particular topic now for well over a year. And I am convinced it's not just for me, it's for each one of us. And I am convinced probably the main reason for it. No, I don't want to say, I can't say that, Lord. But I, am, I believe that it is so needed in the day and hour in which we live. So with all of that said, go with me this morning to Ephesians chapter 5. I want to go to the next level. How about you? Amen? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Before we read this, let's pray. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we commit the rest of our time to you. I believe you for the anointing upon my life. I thank you. The Spirit of the Lord has risen upon me. He's anointed me to preach and teach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe for the anointing upon the people right now to see the word as it's meant to be seen, to hear the word as it's meant to be heard. I believe that their hearts are fertile ground for the seed and water of the word. We trust you now, Lord God, for the increase. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we will not just be hearers in this church, but we will become doers thereby. And because we're doers, we shall be blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Ephesians 5.18 do not be drunk with wine, 
Or we could say, do not be drunk with any other alcoholic beverage because how many know it's the alcohol that gets you drunk? In which is dissipation. That's not a word a lot of people use a lot. It means debauchery, depravity. This is probably something that you'd be more familiar with. Acting foolishly. Acting without restraint. Notice the next word. Everybody say, but. You know, I, 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 I have wanted to. I, I did this. I believe I, I did a message in youth group. Uh, 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 good buts, bad buts in the Bible. And of course, you could t- run off with that if you have a dirty mind and say, you know, what in the world are you going to be preaching on, Pastor Dan? But there are some really good buts in the Bible. And this is one of them. But be filled with the Spirit. I kind of find it amazing here how the Spirit is being filled with the Spirit is compared right here in the Bible with being drunk. Why would that be? Because there's similarities between the two. Now, before you get up and run out of here and think that I'm preaching heresy, stick with me, and I'm going to prove it to you from the Word of God. Amen. Are you in here this morning? Oh, we're going to have a good time. I said we're going to have a good time. It's okay to get happy in church. In fact, as we're going to see, it's okay to get drunk in the spirit and do some laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Friends, you've got to understand that the devil is always trying to twist things and pervert things that God meant for our good into something that will destroy our lives. That's what he's all about. Stealing, killing, and destroying. And that's exactly what he's done here. He's twisted and perverted being filled with the Spirit into something that has destroyed countless numbers of people's lives down through the years because they got drunk with alcohol, or they got high on drugs, and then went out and tried to drive. Or, or, or they did something real stupid and ended up possibly getting in a fight or something along those lines. I mean, I'm a living example of this. Of a life that was almost destroyed because of alcohol and drugs. Thank God I had a praying mom who would fall on her knees and pray for me, crying tears from her eyes, not knowing what I was going through, what I was doing. But she kept praying. She kept praying. I, I, I like to say I kept my mom on her knees. And I did. Thank God she was faithful. Thank God for my mama. Oh, wait till you get to heaven. I guarantee you she's going to start hugging. You, you're going to be amazed at all the hugs you're going to get from her. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. But thank God that I was able, because of God's mercy, because of, uh, uh, of his keeping power and delivering power in my life, I was able to get, come up out of that foolish lifestyle. Hallelujah. So once again, being filled with the Spirit is being compared here with getting drunk. And the Bible is pretty clear on this subject. Don't get drunk with wine or beer or whiskey or any other alcoholic beverage, but be filled with the Spirit. Everybody say, be filled with the Spirit. 
Amen. Go with me to Acts chapter 2. Acts, the second chapter. Just kind of setting the foundation. And if you've noticed, I haven't even told you the title of the new series, have I? This is the first account of people being filled with the Spirit, with the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. In other words, they had gathered together and they were of one mind and one purpose. They were waiting on the promise of the Father and to be endued with power from on high. Just as Jesus had told them. I have a question for you. Did they fully understand what was fixing to happen to them? No. They knew the Spirit of God was going to be poured out. But they didn't have a clue as to what that meant. They had never seen anything like this before. They had never experienced anything like this before. So the basis of their faith rested solely on what Jesus had said to them. Not because of past experiences, but what did Jesus say? Well, we can learn something from that, can't we? Amen. They were completely settled in their hearts that what Jesus had told them to... The reason to go there to, to Jerusalem and wait for uh, uh, the outpouring of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. They knew they were supposed to be there, but they didn't know what, ex- what was going to happen. They did not know. They never experienced anything like this. So we're all together right now. Amen? But they're of one mind and one purpose. In other words, they are expecting something to happen. They just don't know exactly what's, uh, what is fixing to happen. But notice verse 2. And suddenly. Everybody say Suddenly instantaneously just think about that you're all gathered together and you're in one room together and you're of one mind and you're kind of excited looking around waiting on the spirit of God to come down upon us what do you think is going to happen what do you think is going to happen I don't know what do you think is going to happen and then I'm saying boosh and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Friends, did the disciples feel and hear the wind? Oh, absolutely. It wasn't just a gentle breeze flowing through. It was the roaring of a mighty wind blowing through that place. Has anybody ever experienced uh, the wind blowing and, and roaring through a place. I mean, I've been out in the middle of a hurricane before. And I'm letting you know right now, there is something, when you stand out there and, a, and the wind is blowing like that, and it, 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 you can not only feel it, you can hear it. It is roaring. And I am convinced that's exactly what was happening here. But this wasn't a natural wind. This was a supernatural wind. Suddenly, you're sitting there, and all of a sudden, they're, they're in a the house. They're in an upper room. They're, it's not like they were out in, in the open somewhere. And it's a blowing everywhere, glory to God. What do you think you're going to start to do? Are you feeling this? Are you here? Ah! yourself in this place and a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting now notice 
Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of a fire, and one sat upon each one of them. Did they actually see this fire? Oh my goodness, could you? Here comes this roaring wind blowing through this place. You know something's happening. And you look over at the person sitting next to you. You look over across the table at the person over there. You look all around you. And all of a sudden a fire, a fire, a glory to God, Holy Ghost, fire comes and sits down upon them. And oh, you know something got to rocking in that upper room. You know those people starting to go, whoa, what's going on here? What's happening here? I'm getting Yeah, I've been praying in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I tell you what, what they experienced was supernatural. And what they experienced not only changed their lives, it changed the history of mankind. Woo, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Oh, golly. See, I like to envision these things. I like to see myself sitting in that room. I mean, I like to put myself right there in the middle of it, sitting with everybody. It's just like we're, let's just do it right now. We're all here together, gathered together. And we're like, going, okay, God, woo. we're no, no, we know something's fixing to happen, God. Well, today's the day of Pentecost. Jesus said on the day of Pentecost it was going to happen. We know it's going to Fire coming down on you. I mean, I, I don't know. If it was me, I'm getting up and I'm dancing a little bit. I'm doing a little, woo, glory to God. I said glory to God. Holy Ghost fire. You know what the church needs today? Some Holy Ghost fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People need to get excited about God. People need to get excited about living for Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> She probably heard me coming all the way. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Mm, glory to Jesus. Now the vast majority of Christians, I would say probably almost 100% believe that because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, anybody can call on the name of the Lord and be saved. Everything he needed to do has been done. Are you hearing me? And now all you got to do is ask him into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior, and you will become born again. No questions about that one. Well, after the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost... Guess what? You don't have to tarry for him anymore. You don't have to wait on him anymore. Oh, my friends, he's already here. He's already here. I said the Holy Ghost is already here. Hallelujah. And all you got to do is receive him the exact same way that you received Jesus when you got born again by faith. You see it in the holy written word of God that this is a gift from God. And you say, God, I want it. I believe you for it. And you yield yourself to the spirit of God. And then you begin to do something. And this is where 
so many people get caught up in it. Because it does involve something that we can hear naturally. It's called speaking in other tongues. Oh, yeah. Speaking in tongues. Do you know that speaking of tongues is of God and not of the devil? Ha, ha, ha. I said, ha, ha, ha. Woo! Glory to Jesus. I know where I'm going and I'm getting so excited about this. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So once again, here in verse 4, we see the first example of believers being filled with the Spirit, right? And as you're going to see during this study, that's not the only time they got filled. Well, that's so important to understand. This is not the only time they got filled. And we're going to see this happen. I mean, we're going to go over this during this study, and you're going to see it happen in the Bible, amen, where they get filled again and again. So they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Who was it that got filled? This is not a trick question. Who was the disciples, right? All those in the upper room. And who was it that did the speaking? The Holy Spirit or them? Oh, this is so important to grasp. It was them, them. Each of them did the speaking. Who was that gave them the words to speak? He's the one that gave them the utterance. See, this is where so many people get off when receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They'll sit there, be prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then they'll just sit there. They expect the Holy Spirit to take hold of their vocal cords, take hold of their tongues, take hold of their mouths, and begin to speak through them. And that they don't have to do anything. No, my friends. Right here we can see very clearly it was them that got filled with the Holy Ghost, and it was them that did the speaking. It was just the Holy Ghost that gave them the utterance. I've said it like this before. Come here, James. It's like this. It's like... James is the Holy Ghost, and I want someone getting filled with the Holy Ghost. I would say, Lord, I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit begins to speak in my spiritual ears what I'm supposed to be saying. Speak in my spiritual ears. Act like that's a spirit. <laughs> and I begin to speak out what I'm hearing here in my spirit. It's coming up out of my spirit. Kurima sitan. Let me just be clear on something. That was not the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Are you guys catching this? I know 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 most of you already know this. Probably the majority of you in here are filled with the Spirit. But probably not everybody is. Or maybe some of you are and you haven't been praying in the Holy Ghost. So this is for you. Or maybe God's wanting you to teach people about being filled with the Spirit. This is how you're going to be able to teach people about being filled with the Spirit. How to... Get them to yield to the Spirit of God. Begin to speak with other tongues. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You've got to understand this. He, the Holy Spirit gives us the utterance, but we speak it out. Listen, one thing we need to know about God is He will never, ever do anything against our will. That's important to understand. 
The Holy Spirit will never come, take you over, and make you do something that you have not said, I want to do this. You understand how I'm saying that? Again, if that was the case, then the Holy Spirit would have caused all of men to receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. But again, that's not the way it works, is it? It's not the way it works. It's up to each individual to receive Jesus Christ in their heart, and it's up to each individual to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So he will not uh, uh, force himself upon anybody. He's not going to sit there and make you speak out when you're, you're in your mind. I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want. You know, God's not going to force you to take this. And if you don't get filled with the Holy Ghost, doesn't mean you're not going to go to heaven. But how many know that the, if it's a gift from God, then it's probably something that's going to benefit your life. No, I said that wrong. It is something that's going to benefit your life. It is something that's going to benefit your life beyond anything you could ever imagine. I'm going to tell you right now, with a show of hands, for those of you who have been filled with the Holy Ghost, how many can say your life got better when you got filled and you began to speak with other tongues? Oh my goodness. I've heard that from, but you know, I've all, well, I'm getting way ahead of myself. I'm going to slow down. Pull the reins there, big boy. <laughs> what it comes down to is that people have got to learn to receive the things God has made available for us through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And how we, do we receive from God? How do we receive anything from God? By faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. That's how you receive anything from the Lord. So when a person sees in the Bible that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a gift from God. And it's available to all those who are born again. Then all they have to do is receive this gift with their faith. Amen. And then yield to the Holy Spirit and begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives them utterance. Now, what does it mean to yield to the Holy Spirit? Again, I think a lot of times this confuses people, and I don't know why it should, because it's really not that difficult. I think a lot of times in our mind, we make things more difficult than they really are. What does it mean to yield to the Holy Spirit? It means to act on His promptings. This is true not only for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but also in being led by the Spirit and being used by the Spirit to do signs and wonders and miracles. You have to obey Him when He's prompting you to do something. Did you hear what I just said? You have to learn to obey Him when He's prompting you to do something. For example, in regards to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you have to yield to His prompting to speak because if you don't, He won't. Did you get that? You can't stand there and be silent. You have to speak. Now, you've got to understand this, friends. That the fa- now, li- listen. The fact that you're speaking isn't the supernatural part, is it? The supernatural part is the words you're speaking. Because the words are coming right up out of your spirit by the Holy Spirit. In other words, that is how the, 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 the words we speak, they're supernatural words. Amen. Glory to God. And that's, th- mm, thank you, Jesus. Uh, I'm trying to think, I don't want to get so far ahead of myself. Every time I'm speaking in the spirit, I'm doing something supernaturally. I just did something supernatural. That was not of my head. 
That's coming from my heart. It's an act of Daniel Greenwald's will to yield myself to the Spirit of God and begin to speak out, fully believing, having faith that the Holy Spirit's going to give me utterance to speak out. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's look at how this being filled with the Spirit actually can be compared with being drunk. Go to Acts, oh, you're already there. Acts chapter 2, look at verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation and under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together. Notice this sound was so loud that the people around the place heard it. Mm-mm-mm. Glory to God. And were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Persia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from both Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own language. The wonderful works of God. In other words, they were glorifying God in an unknown language to them, but known to those who heard them. Oh, glory to God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one one another, whatever could this mean? Verse 13, others mocked. Isn't that something? There were mockers way back then, and there's mockers still to this day. They are full of new wine. Now, why would these folks say this? Why would they say they were drunk? I mean, just because a group of people came down out of an a, a upper room speaking in your native language... Would you automatically say, hey, they're drunk? No. Just because someone's speaking in another language doesn't make them look like they're drunk. You hearing me? So there must have been something else going on in order for these folks to accuse them of being drunk. (laughs) In other words, they must have been done something more than just speaking with other tongues. I fully believe that these disciples came down out of that upper room and they were doing some shouting. And they were, I mean, they just, I mean, these people came to this building because they heard this roaring, rushing wind. And they were going, what's going on? And these people come walking out of there and they're all shouting and happy and bumping into one another. And some of them were stumbling. Others are having to carry the others around. Glory to God. It looked like they were drunk on wine. But my friends, they weren't drunk on wine. They were drunk on the Holy Ghost. Whoo! Ha, ha, ha. Oh, listen to me. I used to like getting drunk on beer, on whiskey, on wine. It didn't matter to me. I wanted to go out on Friday night and Saturday night and sometimes throughout the week and get drunk. And there's a lot of people like that. They like to drink their alcohol because it makes them lose all inhibition. They don't care anymore. 
And I, I'm getting, again, I'm getting ahead of myself. But what happens when you get done drinking and getting drunk and acting a fool? You feel horrible. There ain't much shouting going on when you get up after getting drunk, is there? There's a lot of... I know from whence I speak. Oh, dear Jesus. I could tell you stories. I tell you, I serve such a good and merciful God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But these disciples who were in the upper room came down out of that upper room to these people down here who had gathered around. And all of a sudden they're hearing them speaking their own language, magnifying God Almighty. And all of a sudden they're over there and they're stumbling around. And they're shouting, oh, glory to Jesus. Put your, think about it. Think about it. Put yourself in that place. People are coming down. And they're looking drunk. And all of a sudden the skeptics are standing, you're drunk, you're drunk, you're drunk. Were they drunk on wine or beer or whiskey or any other kind of alcohol? They had just gotten full of the, of the, get that, holy, holy. Oh, I've never seen that before, Lord. Holy Spirit. People try to say that there's something wrong with us because we believe this way. It's from the. Holy Spirit. Glory to Jesus. Will God ever give us something that's, that's, that's going to corrupt us or, or give us something that's going to harm us or give us something that's going to destroy our lives? No! He gives us something to make our lives better. I'm going to tell you something that a lot of people in the body of Christ need to get a hold of. is getting full of the Holy Ghost. Why? So they laugh more. I said so they laugh more. Have you ever had a day where everything has just gone really bad? And it seems like no matter where you do, what, all of a sudden you get hit with all these bills you weren't expecting. And all of a sudden people are canceling out appointments. And all of a sudden people are treating you wrong, saying bad things about you, putting bad comments on Facebook and, and Instagram and other things about you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Be like those in the world? Become angry? upset begin to cry or are you going to sit there and say i think it's drinking time i think it's time to take a sip i think no no lord i ain't gonna take a sip i'm gonna take a gulp in fact i'm always just gonna sit here and drink a while ha 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 whoa hey ho hey ho 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 hey Christ today I have seen people come through these doors with the mully grubs all over them I'm not looking at anybody but it looked like they came in here as Eeyore you ever seen Eeyore with the big cloud over its head oh woe is me get it off of you you got the Holy Ghost in you you're a child of God 
no matter what you've been facing, what is that up against your almighty God? Presence is fullness of joy. If I'm full of joy, then glory to God, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to do something on my throat today. <laughs> what are we going to do? What should you do? Laugh. 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 Some people should be laughing in here right now. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha,
as you suppose. They're not drunk like you think. Since it's only the third hour of the day, it's only 9 a.m. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God. Are we in the last days? Woo, glory to God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Do you have flesh? Spirit of God is supposed to be pouring out on you, my friends. Hallelujah. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my ser- men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. Glory to God. Notice that Peter doesn't stand up and say, hey, they're not drunk. He instead says, they're not drunk as you suppose. Which is the implication is, oh, they're drunk, my friends. They is drunk, but they be drunk in the Holy Ghost. Woo! Is it for you and me? Is it for you and me? Oh, thank you. Did you know that once God gives a gift, he never takes it back? And I'm going to show you in this study that this is a gift from God to the body of Christ. Did you hear what I just said? See, God gave us Jesus as a gift for our salvation. For those who are lost in the world, they needed that gift. We've already received it. But he gives Christians, born-again believers, the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit now. To be filled with his Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you right now, I, I just, oh man, I, I looked at Riley and I, I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not putting her on the spot. But I want you to know this. This is your answer right here. For all those times you've been wondering, what's going on? What's happening? Why are these things going down? Why are these people counseling? Why is this happening here and this happening here? Your answer is not to get all caught up in it trying to figure it out. Your answer is to go, God, it's time to me to take some drinking lessons. It's time to me to start drinking. It's time to me to get filled up with the Spirit of God. Amen. If I'm sitting there and, and, she, and, and James and Riley come over to our house and they're sitting in our house and we're watching a movie together or something like that and all of a sudden I, I hear, hey, 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 hey. What was that? That's not a funny part of the movie. <laughs> and I'm going, what? Look over at Riley and Riley pretty soon tears are running down her eyes. But they're not tears of sadness. They're tears of joy. And she just begins to bust a gut. She falls on the ground and starts to laugh. And I'm like going, okay, it's drinking time. And we all just jump right on in. Now you might think I'm the strangest pastor in the world. And that's okay. (laughs) You come to this church, so there. (laughs) We are peculiar people. Doesn't the Bible say that? I'm a peculiar person. I have no qualms with that. But I tell you this much. I'm full of Jesus. He loves me so much. He saved me. He delivered me. Gave me a beautiful family. Gave me this beautiful church. Gave me you guys. Hallelujah. I'm going to rejoice. I know life. Boy, I tell you, life throws you curveballs, doesn't it? I mean, big time sometimes. I know you're, and it's natural for your mind to begin to just, how do I handle this? What am I going to do? What's my next step? 
got to learn to stop right there. You need to put a sign up somewhere. It's time to drink. It's time to drink. I know, isn't that crazy? People come in your, come in your office or come in your, your bedroom or something like that. Go in your bathroom, you have signs up. It's time to drink. <laughs> it's a good thing, guys. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Listen. What you've got to understand about speaking in other tongues, that it is the doorway, the entryway into the supernatural. Did you hear what I just said? If you want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, you must be filled with the Holy Ghost. You hear what I'm saying? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but you see how the, the, the body of Christ in general needs to hear a message like this? See, I'm not saying that life doesn't throw you, throw you challenges. In fact, I'm telling you it does. Jesus said it, so who am I to say something contrary to what Jesus said? In this world, you will have tribulation. You will have tests. You will have trials. Be of good. Isn't that something? What's Jesus telling us to do? Drink! <laughs> hey, Riley, next time something comes like that, I expect you to jump up on the couch and start dancing like that. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Woo! I mean, you know, some Christians go around using that ter terminology of being filled with the Holy Spirit as if it's something we should be ashamed of. Oh, that's a spirit-filled church. They speak with other tongues. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, yeah, we do! And it's totally changed my life. It's totally changed. I have had more experiences in God when I'm praying in the Holy Ghost than any, any other time in my life. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Oh, Jesus. Woo! We simply take God at His word. We simply take God at His word and receive this gift of the Spirit of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, praise you, Lord. I'm trying to condense this down. I don't have much long. Can you stick with me just for a few more minutes? I want just literally, I got about a page to go, less than a page. What does it mean to be filled? Some people have the mentality that if a person is baptized with the Spirit and spoke with other tongues 10 years ago, that means they're automatically still filled today with the Holy Spirit. And that's simply not true. For example, just because a pastor preaches about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and he speaks with other tongues, but then turns around and runs off with the church secretary, would be my wife, but anyway. <laughs> Woo! First time it's coming in here, and all of a sudden someone goes shout, Child to drink! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Did you hear? A 
who is filled with the Holy Ghost, speaks with other tongues, runs off with the church secretary. You know, people will say, did you hear about that pastor and what he did? And he spirit filled. Oh, he wasn't that day. In fact, he wasn't probably the day before, the week before, the month before. Because if someone is filled with the Holy Ghost, they ain't going to be walking off and cheating on their wife, doing some crazy stuff like that that's of the flesh. Hear what I'm saying? so wrong the way people say that about us being spirit-filled. You know, I, I, I want us to get bold about what's happened to us through Jesus Christ. Our salvation is glorious, but so too is being filled with the Holy Ghost. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, Ephesians chapter 5. Just look up here. Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. I want you to notice, and this, again, I'm about to wrap it up. The tense of the Greek for those words, be filled, makes clear that such a spirit-filled condition doesn't stop with a single experience, but it is maintained by continually being filled. Did you hear that? The Amplified Bible says, but but ever be filled and stimulated with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. I heard uh, it said this way years ago, and I like, to, I like it to say it this way. Be being filled with the Spirit. In other words, it's an ongoing, ongoing process. Friends, this has got to become a lifestyle for you and me. Listen to this. Smith Wigglesworth, a mighty man of God who raised 23 people from the dead. Do you think he was Spirit-filled? Oh, my goodness gracious. He said the only safeguard, this is so powerful. From dropping back to our natural mind, from which we can receive nothing from God, is to be filled and filled again with the Holy Spirit. Doing that gets you out beyond human thoughts and plans into the fullness of the vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise you, God. So, as I've already stated, we're starting a new series in here this morning. And I'm going to title it, Be Being Filled. Or I'm kind of going back on another one, Staying Full of the Holy Ghost. See, the Lord has really been ministering to me about the importance. Spending time praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues every single day. And I am endeavoring, I want to get better at this. What you'll find is as you begin to yield to the Spirit of God and begin to pray in other tongues... It's just all of a sudden you'll find yourself praying another time. It just starts to flow out of you. It just, you'll find yourself yielding to it. I mean, you're in the shower. You're driving somewhere. Whatever the case might be. But you'll find yourself just getting tanked up by praying in the Spirit. Amen. See, God has been ministering. I, 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 and I, I might misquote this right now, but I'll get the right quote. But Brother Hagin said this. When I spent at least one hour praying in the Spirit is when I saw the most miracles happening through my ministry. Because I've been, I've been asking God, God, why, what's going on? I mean, first of all, I'm going to just be really, really real. We've got to get new people in here. We've got to get this place. People need to hear about Celebration of Life Church. 
How, how are they going to know about this place if they've never heard of this place? How are they going to come to a place they've never heard of? Guess what that means to you? You're the ones who are supposed to go out into the highways and the byways. Tell others about this. Has your life been changed because of this church? Then why aren't you telling your neighbors? Why aren't you inviting people that you meet? Why aren't you telling them, my goodness gracious person, I can see that, you know, you're hurting. Let me tell you about my church. I want to invite you to church. I want you to come and experience what's happening in my church. Amen. But then the, the, the other thing is, is if I want to see the miracles and the signs and wonders happening, and I hear Brother Hagen say that the times when he had experienced more miracles in his ministry than any other time was when he took at least one hour to pray in the Holy Ghost. I spent quite a bit of time praying in the Holy Ghost yesterday. Can you tell? I'm serious. Can you tell? There you are. (laughs) It will change you. The Bible says it literally edifies your spirit, man. And, and, And get this. You're praying directly to God. And and because it's the Spirit of God who's giving you the utterance, that means you're praying the perfect prayer about whatever you're praying about. The perfect prayer will always get results. Oh my goodness gracious. So what God's been ministering to me is, Daniel, I need you to stay full of my Spirit. I need you to be praying in other tongues every day. And I believe that's why he's got us back on this. For the start of this year, first service of 2020, first Sunday service. Should have been here Friday night. That woman preached and it was good. But I'm telling you right now, my friends, this isn't just for me. It's for every single one of you. And I'm going to say this to you. There might be some out there who are not filled with the Holy Ghost yet. It is for you. It is a gift from God just for you. It will change your life big time. I've had, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, stick with me. Because I'm going to trust the Lord to get over into teaching about how to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe I'm going to get there. And I'm going to talk about the benefits of being filled with the Holy Ghost. And you're going to say, I really want that. I want to be able to pray for my daughter when she goes off to college. I want to be able to pray for my, my brother down in Texas. I want to be pray, able to pray for my daughter who's pregnant and going through things I might not know about, but the Holy Ghost knows about it. And so I can pray in the Holy Ghost. No, I'm praying the perfect will of God for her, for that baby. Thank you, Jesus. Are you catching this? How many want to come into church and drink? Isn't that something? We can come to church and drink. Oh, I can't wait to see Riley dancing today. I just feel she's going to get on her. I'm going to grab her by the hand. We're going to stand in there. Woo, glory to God. Yes, sir. Well, you know what? The 91st Psalm was given to us. Amen. Well, we're going to pray for him right now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for Brendan. We believe right now in Jesus' name. We surround him with our faith and our love. Plead the blood of Jesus over his life. Draw the bloodline right now around him and declare the destroyer cannot come with a bloodline.